It's time for the Hockey Writers Grindline. A weekly show covering everything Detroit Red Wings. Brought to you by our own iconic top line of Wings writers. Sit back and enjoy the grind. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of The Grind Line here at the Hockey Writers. I am your host, Matthew Zator, and as always, I'm joined in by my line mates, Evan Sabrin and Devin Little. Devin, how's it going? We've got a three-game winning streak going on, so lots of positive stuff going on in the last week. Um, how's it going? Yeah, honestly, uh, it's been such a good week that once we get into one good, one bad, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with a bad, but... Yeah, right? um, that's that's always our best our favorite kind of weeks right so um yeah happy to be here happy to be here with both of you and excited to talk about another week of red wings hockey all right yeah evan how's it going oh it's been an awesome week man that abs game it never gets old beating the ass doesn't matter absolutely hour where it's uh that was a great game and i think that was one of the best games i've seen the wings play in a while they were really uh on all cylinders that game and that justice and union kid he uh he played a decent game but man the red did that that Clark into Kane goal. That's that's the Red Wings goal of the year for me. That was that was that was something else. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah they beat the Avalanche two one and the Kraken four three and then five nothing against the Flames. So yeah, really good week since we've uh, since we last met. I mean we were coming off what four one loss to the Canucks, eight four yeah. loss to the Oilers. So yeah, great great three games right after that. So. I think everything is good in Red Wings land now. Uh, we're on the what the top of the the good good part of the roller coaster. <laughs> I think so. I mean, we're up. We're down. Yep. We're up. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Obligatory positive episode after a, a negative one. <laughs> oh, it is. It's like we have a bad episode and a good. It's like <laughs> it, it's it's good because uh, James Reimer. Hey, we were we were going all along the goaltending, and then Reimer posts the shutout. <laughs> so sure what, are they, what are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> uh, yeah, we had we had a comment on our last episode about uh, are we going to stop ragging on Reimer now that uh, he's got a shutout? And I said, I'm like, right now it's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't screw with it, man. Just keep we'll keep ragging on him, and maybe we'll get some more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play in the crease there. For sure. All right. Well, let's let's get into our one good, one bad for the week here, and probably a lot of good. Uh, we'll see if we have any bad we could talk about. But Devin, I'll get get us started with our one good, one bad. Uh, I am going to do two goods and a bad. I'll do the uh, compliment sandwich, so to speak. Um, yeah. First and foremost, yeah, Reimer did post a shutout. That's the second of the season. Um, obviously, he hasn't been the. Uh, the most confidence inspiring goaltender this season. Um, but it's good to see him hey, post a shutout. And then also just, he, he was a big reason why they won that game. They won it five, nothing obviously. So like yeah. he could have let in a couple and they still would have won, but um, just a really solid performance for him. And his last uh, over his last two, two starts, he's actually stopped 66 of 68. So maybe the, uh, the formula for him is basically just to use him sparingly. Cause when, they aren't relying on him. He does well. It's when that they are like turning to him frequently that he mm. plays the way he has and we rag on him and commenters don't like it, but um, <laughs> here he is. We're, we're giving him his props. He deserved it. Absolutely. 
way to go uh rhymes uh, optimus rhyme uh my one my one bad is um going to be on honestly the, that we're now into the same part of the schedule same time of year that the red wings last year had those games against the lightning and the two back-to-back against the senators this time last year we basically found out that the, that the red wings were not for real and they were going to be sellers um so there's kind of maybe a little bit of like nervousness in the air like yeah are they going to do what they did last year they're going to look really good in the month of february then fall apart at the end of it or are they going to continue doing what they're doing i think they're going to continue doing what they're doing but um i wouldn't blame anybody if they're a little nervous right now (laughs) um and then my last uh my last good is going to be patrick kane uh he's on a six game point streak and has points in seven of his last eight he has 24 points in 25 games. Uh, we've said it before. I will say it again. He looks like Patrick Kane. Um, and again, coming off of the injury he had, uh, this is honestly more than you could have expected. If he was half a point per game, I would have been like, this is fantastic. <laughs> he's basically, he's, he's a point per game. He looks he looks like Chicago black, uh, Patrick Kane. So that's... Uh, he, I, I can't, I can't uh, overstate how much of a seamless fit he has been mm-hmm. um, in the Red Wings lineup since he joined. He's been great, and uh, apart from the little injury he had there, I, it's, it's been all good, <laughs> which we were worried about that he was going to have uh, with that hip injury and how he's going to come back from it. Looks like he's, it's fine. It's no problem. So everyone's been praying to the hip gods. It's been, it's absolutely, been absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, over to you. Uh, what's uh, good and a bad from the past week for you? Well, I think I want to start my own segment here called Evan Eats Crow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I've, I've ragged on Sherrod a lot this year, a lot. And we, we know that there's the evidence to prove it, but you know, his play is, is he's, I feel like he's really stepped up this last month, month and a half or so for the Red Wings. And, and, and they really needed that out of him, especially when you consider his contract and, you know, what he's, what he was brought here to do. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that goal, <laughs> he's, he's got a new nickname for himself. I saw today at practice. What was it? Do you know what it was? Remember what it was? Uh, OT Benny, something like that. OT Benny, yeah. OT <laughs> Benny for after scoring or <laughs> scoring his uh winner against the the, the Kraken the other night. But it, 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 he's not brought here for his offense. He's defensively he's he's kept it a better uh last month and a half or so. He, he, I think he's been really good. Uh, my bad. I mean, I don't really have any bads to be honest with you. These last three games of. I mean, it, Devin already stole. I don't know why you get two goods, man. You're stealing my goods, you know. It, <laughs> it's just it, you can see uh, the improved play of this team. It, it finally feels like they're, you know, starting to get comfortable with each other. I th- I thought it did take them a while uh, for some of them to catch up to the speed of uh, what Patrick Kane does bring to this team. And uh, it, it looks like it's starting to pay off. I mean, they're really clicking on all cylinders. I, I'm loving the evolution of Lucas Raymond. Absolutely. I, I honestly think he, you know, this kid's he's he's 21 years old and he's on pace for 70 points. <laughs> now that's huge. And you know, his contract coming up this summer is gonna be also huge, uh, along with Siders. <laughs> and uh, but I, I'm really looking at you know, I, I think last year I kind of started to lose a little faith, but then at the same time, it's like you gotta realize this is a kid 20 years old. I was doing shots and hanging out in sorority houses at college. This kid's playing in the national hockey league and he's, you know, I think 
I think he might be a star. I, I really do. I think he has the potential to be a star when you're, you, when you're playing like this at 20 and you can see the confidence oozing out of him. Now he's not, he's not, uh, you know, passing up shots like he used to do last season where we get all frustrated and yell at the TV. Like he's, he's taking a puck and he's, he's doing something with it. And he's, he looks like he's going to be the real deal. And I hope, you know, at the 21 years old, I hope they lock him up for a long time because he's a guy that I think everybody in Detroit loves it's uh you know he's been our highest draft pick since you know since uh God, who was our highest draft pick uh since 19 since uh Keith Primo in yeah. 1989 or 90 I don't know I was told to be 90, 90, 90 yeah. I think yeah so it's uh it's exciting man I I'm really I really love watching this kid play now and you know as he's gonna get bigger he's gonna mature more and, and I think we're gonna see big things out of him and he's gonna be a big part of this organization for a long time yeah he's he's sure I I don't know if I'm gonna say I guess bounced back from his sophomore slump I don't know if it was really a slump I mean he had he, he still had decent numbers he just didn't do as well as his rookie season I this season though he's like you say on pace for 70 points it's it's great to see and the thing is he's just going to get better and he is really young I mean there's so much more potential so much more he can do and he's worth whatever they're going to pay him and they're going to pay him so uh, it's exciting to see what else he has in store for the for the Red Wings in the future because I think it's a big ceiling he's got so Um, look out for Raymond in the future for sure okay so speaking of locking people up uh we got we got an extension to uh to talk about and that was Michael Rasmussen getting a four-year extension 3.2 million AAV which is a decent amount of money for a guy that's not really hit his potential yet I don't think here's another guy that has a lot more to give and he's been, we've talked about him being really good on that third line. Uh, he's earned the extension, I think. But uh, I want to see your thoughts on it. Uh, start with you, Evan. What do you think about this extension? It's, uh, like I say, decent amount. Um, what do you think about uh, this contract you just got? Well, if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have hated it. But uh, you can obviously see that this he's he's becoming a, a a very important part on this team the thing with him is 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 you know he's not gonna he's not gonna score 20 30 goals a year it's his versatility in the lineup you know he's, he's been playing on the top line the last two games uh he, defensively he's been great that that shut down third line and you know it, it's it's decent money for a guy like him because he he is a bottom six winger he's, he's a third or fourth liner I don't think he's ever uh you know going to be on those top two lines uh, consistently, but he's filled in admirably and, he, and he's done a good job. And defensively he's, he's worked hard. You know, it's, it's finally, he's kind of finally learning to, you know, use his body and his strength uh, down low and, and he creates havoc down, down low on, on the boards. And so I, I like the deal. I mean, the only person that's signed on the team longer than him is Larkin now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm a fan of his game. It I wasn't two years ago. I thought he was a bust. I thought it, that number where we selected him at nine, I thought there was better players on the board. But, you know, I think he's the type of guy that every contending playoff team needs on their third or fourth line. Mm-hmm. I think I think of every time I look at him, I, I think of Patrick Maroon. 
just that big lugging. He's not a great skater guy, but he's, you know, he's, he, he, he brings what he brings to the uh, table uh, on the third line and what he does it very well. And defensively, like I said, with, with the line that he's playing on with, uh, is it cop and Fisher, you know, they've been great. And I, I think he's going to be, you know, he's obviously going to be a piece of this, this team for the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, four years is not a, ridiculous amount of time it's not like you got a seven-year contract seems like eiserman likes the four-year deals <laughs> it's he's in that range it's he signs free agents to around those those uh i love those um i don't like the seven eight-year deals they're too long uh yeah. four years is a good amount you're not locked in too bad for for a guy that he may decline in two years and they're okay we only have two years left and then he's also able to be dealt within that time because Teams are okay taking on a two-year contract, but not a six-year one. So it's it's a good deal. I think for what he's done so far, it's a decent, it's a good amount of money. Uh, it's not too much. It's not too little for a guy like that. But I do agree. I think I think he's I think he still has a lot more. Uh, I don't think he's going to end up being a top line guy, but a very good third line. I'd say a ceiling is second line, maybe. But so far, so good for him. I, I like. I think. I, I think he like lacked confidence his first few years in Detroit. And I think this contract's really going to help him see that mm-hmm. you know, he is, he's in the long-term plan. So when this team's ready to compete, he's going to be a key uh, figure for this team. So I think that really helps him a lot too. Mm-hmm. He's, a qui- he's a quiet guy off the ice. You know, he's, he's not a big loud mouth or whatever, but he's, you know, I, I think he's someone that needed this kind of boost. And I think this is going to be really good for him. Mm-hmm. And the- for sure. Devin, uh, what are your thoughts about the, the Rasmussen deal? Uh, good amount. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think you can go, you can complain too much about three point two when um, the cap's going up, right? Um, I think a couple of years from now we'll look at three point two and say that's about right for a useful, versatile bottom sixer. Um, and who knows? Maybe Rasmussen does have another level to reach, and he could become a middle sixer. And at, at that point, that's really high value contract. Um, ultimately, I, I think this is just like the ultimate example of somebody earning their keep. Right? I think Evan touched on something that a lot of people would agree with. Two years ago, um, he was kind of—I don't want to say written off so much as just his draft slot really loomed over him. He, he even to this day, you know, we all love Moose. We all appreciate him nowadays but man he he's still not a player that you get at ninth overall at least that's not the type of player you hope to get at ninth overall um i do to this day say that uh there were better players on the board but they got a good one in rasmussen and that's that's obvious um it's it's a classic case of um making uh making lemonade out of making lemonade out of lemons really mm-hmm. uh he's 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 not going to be that uh if he's not going to be the top line player but that type of that caliber of player then at least find a way to make him useful and i think he has um i think at this point it's obvious that he is better on the wing than he's on the middle but he can slide to the middle if need be and i think that's that's a key um thing for him and why the red wings value him so much um, and then also he's he's a good example for the kids coming up, right? He he was written off. He wasn't um he didn't necessarily live up to his draft slot. He um really had to work with his game just to like become a viable everyday NHLer. And the team believed in him, gave him a I believe he's in the last year of what was a third a three-year deal. Um 
and now he's been rewarded for all of his hard work and now he's he's going to be part of the uh the Red Wings future for um at least you know mm-hmm. the foreseeable future right um i think he's a good tone setter i think he exemplifies a lot of what the Red Wings want to be at their peak um and honestly he's just easy to cheer for i think he's become a real fan favorite and it's because of his hard work and because of how versatile versatile he is and honestly because he just kind of goes about things the right way um i have all the time in the world for players like that and um i think the number's good i think the term's good and i think the player's good i think all in all um i'm glad that uh, rasmussen wanted to stay in detroit and i'm glad that eisman wanted to keep him in detroit mm-hmm. Oh, you say he's he's one of those guys that uh, you you need for the playoffs, like you said, Evan. And uh, he's going to be, I think, when the Red Wings do return, if it's this year, whatever. Hopefully, it's this year uh, that he is one of those. I, I I think I said this where the third line, that third line, I could see being really good in the playoffs, and uh, because they can they can set an identity for a game, set an identity for a series. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can what he can accomplish in the next four years of this contract. And hopefully all four years are in the playoffs. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Off the rush. And I'll continue on these, uh, on contracts. Devin predict what the next one will be. Who's who's next on the Ooh. docket. We've got, what do you say? We already mentioned cider Raymond. Uh, there's a few other guys that could potentially be signed to extensions. Dang. Who's up? <laughs> honestly yeah i i think i might go with uh evan on this one i think it's gonna be patrick kane um the 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 closer they get and the long the closer they get to clinching a playoff spot and the longer they're just in the race in general i think the more kane feels better about his or the better kane feels about his decision to sign with the red wings um and the more time he spends with the Red Wings, the more he sees what the future looks like for mm-hmm. this team. I like, like I said, when I uh, was named him as part of my one good, I think the fit has been phenomenal between Detroit and Kane. Um, think I, I think he's next. I think uh, for lack of better, for, I don't know if I'm ter- if I'm going to phrase this correctly, but basically, I think it makes sense for Eisenman to kind of secure the uh, the extra pieces, so to speak before he locks down the Raymonds and Siders, because Raymond and Sider are like, you know, core foundational parts of what this team's going to be in the future. Um, whereas guys like Rasmussen and Kane aren't on that level mm. in terms of like long-term picture. So I think it's, it, it'll be smart for them to keep Kane around. I think that there's going to be interest uh, both ways. Um, and now it's just a matter of um, when the right time to mm. do it is basically. For sure. Evan, uh, I know you, you piped up first there. Uh, is it Kane for you as well? I think so, because I, I think Eisman probably wants to figure this out before the trade deadline. You know, I mean, it's definitely going to impact, you know, the, the summer free agency. So I and, and I mean, God, the guy's on a heater right now. He, he's the totally. top. He's the talk of Motown. He's the talk of the Red Wings right now because he's just. God, he still looks like that Patrick Kane, man, and it and it's great. And I, I, it's a lot more than I expected. It's mm. not did not see it getting to this level, mm. but uh, he's been great out there. Um, defensively, not so much, but offensively, he's <laughs> he's been <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then I think you got to start looking at Lucas Raymond. I think he's yeah. next on the board. Mm. You know, I think Cider might may take a little longer. I think there might be some 
negotiations back and forth there, but I don't think see any issue with him getting signed. But yeah, uh, Kane, I think should be priority number one right now because if he can still, if he's still effective at this level, and you also see what Sidney Crosby's doing, and he's older than Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. What he's doing at his age at thirty six is is pretty amazing. So if the Red Wings can get it, you know, another year, like next year's next year's going to be a, a, a big year for this team. And if they can get the same kind of production out of Patty Kane, lock him up now. I don't know how much he's going to, I don't know what he's going to want though. I, I don't, he seems to be happy in Detroit. He seems to really love it here. So I hope that Dyserman can work something out to keep him here because it's been fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. It's been exciting to watch. And there's that, there's that feeling, you know, watching games now, or you can you can feel through the TV. It's just it's it's getting crazy at the LCA, and, and people love it. So let's yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, I I uh, I think it's going to be Kane. I Raymond very close second uh, to me too, because that's a guy you need to get done pretty quickly. Although he's an RFA, so it's not like it's crazy urgency. But uh, I mean, Cider is too. It's. But Kane, I think, is a big thing, especially because of how well he's fit in. So I do agree with that, too. I, I want to see Sprong, too, signed. Yeah, there's another like, guy. I mean, I feel like that's the same kind of money should go to him that Rasmussen got. And I'm worried that, you know, this offseason, someone's going to give him big dollars mm. and give him more minutes. And I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he's he's been quite a fine for this team. Did you see him try to go through the legs the other night? It was, Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I like him. I like him. I think he's a great fit on this team. So I hope yeah. they can work something out with him too and not let him hit free agency. I I will throw this out. Um last year, like as we kind of stepped up to the deadline, that's when uh the Red Wings extended Olimata. That's when they got Larkin's deal finalized. Mm-hmm. Here we are around the same time, right? And they got Rasmussen signed. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two more extensions, probably just to if anything kind of gives some clarity and some um, security to some of these players that have been hearing their names in the, uh, the rumor mill, right. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't be a bad idea to get these done soon. Right? soon. Yeah. I, I could see it. I mean, Eisenman seems to want to get ahead of the game with certain, certain things. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if something else came down the pipe in the next couple of weeks here too. All right. Well, let's move. I, well, before we move on, uh, let's pay the bills and talk about our sub stack here at the Hockey Writers. Uh, great way to get keep up to date with all the Red Wings articles that are at thehockeywriters.com. You get it three times, two or three times a week, depending on how many articles we've got. Uh, make sure you're signed up to that. There's also the premium tier that you can sign up for. That gets you game day previews, prospect reports, uh, lots of other exclusive articles that you can't find in the free version. But uh, in the paid version, you do get it. So make sure you're signed up and take a look at the the link in the video description below. All right, moving on. We spoke about the trade deadline. We're going to keep talking about the trade deadline until it's passed. So there are rumors going around. And Elliot Freeman recently linked the Red Wings to Jake Gensel. I, assuming they can work out an extension because you're not going to want to pay a bunch for a guy like that that could end up walking at the end of this and Red Wings aren't guaranteed a playoff spot either. So they could lose and not even make the playoffs and Gensel walks in the free, in free agency. I wonder, you know, it's another big name uh, that could potentially join the Red Wings here. 
Evan, what do you think about this? Are you uh, in favor of Jake Gensel coming to the Red Wings? Uh, and what would they have to give up to get a guy like that? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one because, you know, he's already 30 years old. He's a, he's a consistent 40-goal scorer, high 30s. Uh, but, man, I, I, it's hard to say with something like that because when you think of all the contracts that we just talked about that have to be signed coming up and, and this guy's hitting an unrestricted free agency after this season, it, it's hard to see, you know, what his his asking price probably is going to be, you know, six-plus six plus a year so i don't know about that one uh you know someone br uh, brought up a different one to our uh our slack channel today was which was pavel buchnevich mm. thought was an interesting one because eiserman has a history of fleecing the st louis players. Yeah. <laughs> i immediately sent i immediately responded to him because he <laughs> Just giving me some proposed deals, and I immediately sent him that Iserman meme where it says, "Stay calm, this is a robbery." <laughs> well, I I don't know, like uh, Buchnevich also interests me. You know, he's only twenty eight, but uh, uh, I I don't know, I I can't see Iserman going for a huge big. It's 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 if he, if he wants to stay here and sign at a reasonable cost, depending on how much the cap goes up and all that too. But it's mm. it's uh. It's a risky move right now, and he's injured too. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't <laughs> I don't feel confident in it happening, but you know, Friedman likes to throw out rumors anyway because now everyone here is talking about it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling that one. Devin, what do you think uh about Gensel potentially coming to the Red Wings? Like I say it's so many contracts that they have to sign. And there's another one they'd have to add to that to their plate. What do you think about that? So I'll start this by saying if they are going to go after a player like Jake, Jake Gensel, they probably have to give up Bergeron to get him, mm -hmm. at least part of the package, right? Um, Kyle Dubas just the other day was talking about how the Penguins need to get younger. They need to get players that younger players that can uh, complement the likes of Crosby and Malkin and so on and so forth. Um, I think Bergeron definitely fits the bill. Um so I think that the Red Wings can make a package that makes sense for the Penguins to accept and at least they would consider it. But then you get into exactly this, that part of the conversation. Does it then make sense to add Benzel on a five, six, seven, God forbid, eight year deal? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it does. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the idea of adding Gensel to the top six because I think that they really could use one more top six forward just to really pull it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you know, if you have what Larkin, Raymond, and Gensel on one line, and then uh, Debrinket, Comfer, and Kane on the other line, that's a pretty solid top six, right? Um, so, like in 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 a bubble, it's I yeah, sign me up. That that that'd be a lot of fun. I think they'd score a lot of goals. But this team already is scoring a lot of goals. They don't necessarily need more firepower. Yeah. It just would be like, uh, I, I mean, it would be nice, right? <laughs> Um, if they're if they're gonna go big game hunting, I'd rather they go get another top four defenseman. I'm I'm looking at Noah Hannafin or Rasmus Anderson mm -hmm. uh over in Calgary as guys I'd want to target rather than Gensel. But um I see where Friedman's coming from. And like Evan said, it's all about getting people to talk about stuff right yeah. now, right? So <laughs> who who knows that there's even anything to it other than just like, yeah, that'd be fun. Um <laughs> and it would be fun, but I think when it comes down to it, if the Red Wings are willing to invest the type of assets it will take to get a big fish, 
Bergeron, other prospects and a first round pick. Crazy we're even talking about this, right? Um, it makes more sense to me that to add a uh, a legit top four defenseman than a top six forward. Um, that's fun to think about. <laughs> Rasmus Anderson, didn't he get hit by a car on a scooter while he was in Detroit? In Detroit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full he's circle still, moment. That's a sign for him to, you know. <laughs> he might not wait. He might not want to come here now, but maybe, maybe things will go better for him if he's a local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it is an interesting thing. I mean, I would rather the Red Wings go after a defenseman too. I, I don't think they need particularly need a I mean that'd be great, but they don't need one. Uh, defensemen to round out the defense to make for the such for the playoffs, I think is more of a priority. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't know if Eisenman's going to make a big splash. I think Bucinavich may make more sense because he's got term, he's not a UFA, he's got, I think, a couple of years left on his contract, something like that. So, this is a guy you'd be getting that'd be a hockey trade more than a, a rental potentially. Although I don't think Eisenman's going for Gensel unless there's an extension included. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, there's old. so many rumors that float around at this time of year. It's hard to say what is real and what's just uh, something to talk about. And uh, we'll see what happens. I think guys like Gensel, are, uh, those are contending teams are going to go after someone like oh, him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because at 30 years old, I, I'm not signing any 30-year-old to a long-term contract, especially what he's going to want, especially with how young – our core is and the money they're going to need. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't see it happening for sure. Okay. I, you know, Devin, you talked about at the beginning about the Red Wings being for real. And we were talking about last season. Uh, and then all of a sudden they lost a bunch of games and they were like, Nope, they are not. And they didn't make playoffs. Well, they're happening at the same time this season, this year. And they're on a three game winning streak on a great run here. They are, now six points ahead of the wild card race here in the first wild card spot and pretty good spot although i it can change really quickly are they for real devin <laughs> are they for real <laughs> it's it's tough because you know like you said they have a cushion now they're not just like just brilliant they, they actually have like a little bit of breathing room um, but man, if they have another um another December, right? If they have this a really bad losing streak out of nowhere, things get real tight, real fast. Um, they have to keep going, keep doing what they're doing in order to uh, stay in this conversation. But with that being said, I feel a lot more confident about this year's team than I did about last year's team. Um. I don't think they're going to have an implosion like they did last year that led them to sell. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I think they're for real. I, I think this is a team to watch down the stretch. I think they're going to give it their absolute best shot to uh, secure a playoff spot. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say for certain that they're going to be in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be right in it to the end. And I think that's all you could really ask for coming into the season. Yeah, it it is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting and nerve wracking and whatever for the rest of the season. I think Evan, what about you? Are you uh, on board with the Red Wings being for real now? Or are they, are we hoping for the playoffs a little more now? I'm just hoping we don't come back for next week's recording and we're now. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, this trade deadline can't get here soon enough for me. Uh, I, I really am excited to see uh, what the team does. I, I honestly, I, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of moves. I, I think Eiserman has this team playing the way the way he wants it to be for now. And you know, again, we got a lot of young kids that are you know we're going to have a, a a different roster next year. It's it, there's going to be some young kids that are mm. going to get opportunities, especially with the the one year deals that were signed, but. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's hard when you're a fan of the team. The you know, it's 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 hard to really say, but I, yeah, I I think right now they they look pretty good, and and I think you can see the team and everyone else as as I've harped on all day is is it's gaining confidence and they're getting more comfortable playing with each other. So I, I I'm not 100 percent committed. I'm probably in the same boat as Devin that it's I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think there could be a, a move or two made that could help this team down the stretch. Cause I know Eisenman's going to want to get these guys some playoff experience because it's been a long time. So I'm not hundred next week. Give me next week. And, hope <laughs> we and then I, then I can tell you if I feel confident enough. I really, I really, I'm really just not committed yet. I'm, I'm too nervous <laughs> waiting to see. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, six six points is like I say, it's it's a good cushion, but it's not insurmountable for other teams to get back. Uh, the Lightning have two games in hand on them. I don't know. Detroit has two games in hand on the Lightning. I'm reading this wrong. Right. Uh, so they actually are in a pretty good position. Uh, and the Capitals are the ones. Well, Capitals and the Devils and the Islanders are. Also, man, this is gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out for sure. All right, well, off the rush, and speaking of the next couple games, there's a big one coming up that has some reunions. Uh, Patrick Kane coming back to Chicago. You got Alex Brinkat coming back to Chicago, though he has returned, but not with the Red Wings. Uh, he's there, and they also have Chris Chelios's number getting uh, retired in Chicago, former Red Wing as well. So lots of connections there. Uh, Devin, what are you looking forward the most uh, for that game? I mean, it is in Chicago, so it's not in Detroit, but I mean, lots of storylines. So what's the biggest one you're looking at at that game? That's happening on Sunday. I'm actually really glad you highlighted that. That probably could have been a uh, a one good at the top of the show, honestly. Um, honestly, I'm most looking forward to um, Chris Chelly. I was seeing his number retired. Um and it's because of his tie to both franchises, right? Um, I think Chelios did a uh, had a great career in Detroit. I think he uh, helped a lot of helped. Uh, he won two cups with the Red Wings. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's <laughs> as good as a as good of a tenure as you could hope for uh, at a spot. And um, you know, I I, I had chili at Chelly's Chili down in Detroit. Fantastic stuff. Um, I think he's just uh, one of those good. Uh, one of those good kind of underrated like greats of the game like you know you know if you go down the list of like legendary defensemen so to speak um in the NHL i think he kind of gets overlooked but he's he had a really long really successful career so um kudos to him and uh, i'm really glad that this is the matchup that's happening mm-hmm. um for the for the event mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I, I just realized how many storylines there are in that game. I uh, it's it's pretty crazy. 
Evan, what are you looking forward to in that game? I mean, obviously want the Red Wings to win it, uh, but uh, I mean, lots of, lots of great connections there. Yeah. Um, isn't Chili's Chili gone now? I, I missed that place. God, that place was awesome. <laughs> are they all gone? I know that the one next to Comerica was there and then that, that one's gone, but th- wasn't there another one? Uh, th- yeah, there was one like in Royal near- Oak or somewhere. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, yeah, and d- downtown somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. They place. just they, they just opened one back up at uh at the United Center. I saw that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I love Chelios, man. I, I was I was interning for WXYZ ABC in Detroit when he got traded to the Red Wings, and we got to go greet him off the plane. Uh, the day he was traded, and uh, I always remember that. Uh, nice guy, really nice guy. I met him a couple times. Uh, huge fan. Yeah, he's. I mean, what did the guy play till he's fifty? I mean, gosh, <laughs> yeah. he, pretty he, much. He wouldn't, he wouldn't retire. He he wouldn't he wouldn't go down. Uh, he, he was he was an amazing player, a, a fitness freak too. I yeah. mean, he, yeah. he really knew how to take care of his body. But yeah, I, I think that'll be special to see him uh, get. You know, see his jersey go up in the rafters. Although I think his time with the Red Wings might be a little more significant, considering he won the Cubs. Uh, that didn't happen in Chicago. So, uh, also interested. I, I'd love to see. Uh, it, it's always, regardless of what team he's on, Connor Bedard is something to watch. So, that'll, yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. Cider get some swings at that little kid. <laughs> yeah, that that that'll be good. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's gonna be a great game. I I hope it's a back and forth, a, you know, exciting game. I mean, Blackhawks aren't the best team this season; they are one of the worst, actually. I but hopefully it's a, a really good game uh, for both sides because it should be. It should be good. I always love Chelios too, just of how long he played in the league and how he kind of adjusted his game over the years. I mean, he was an offensive yeah. defenseman in his early years, and then later on became just really tough as nails defensive defenseman and uh, was still a very valuable guy even at this is his advanced age you'd still want him on your team uh, and yeah well what a great veteran that it just yeah it seemed like he never wanted to retire and uh i'm surprised i was surprised when he finally did because uh, it seemed like he was just in the game for so long so yeah that's, that's good atlanta thrashers legend chris chili yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's right. Yeah, I'm hoping, so hoping to see some octopi fly there at the town of Chicago. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It's crazy lately with the, you know, these last few games on the road. You know, the Red Wings when they go on the road, they, they you go to these these games and it's it's freaking half Red Wings fans, even more so <laughs> certain teams. So seeing the octopi fly lately kind of kind of brought up some memories for me that I wanted wanted to share with you guys today. And so one of my memories is, uh, so I, I've done the octopi thing. Uh, this is a picture of me. That's <laughs> 1996. That's me and my girlfriend's brother. Uh, there was a famous place. My my grandmother actually took me, and and my my details are still sketchy because 96. That's a long time ago. That's <laughs> how old I am. But uh, my grandma took me to the place uh, where, where they sell these things. And I remember it being somewhere closer to downtown. We lived in Ann Arbor. And uh, yeah, I we were going to game. I want to say it was game two versus Colorado in 96, I think. Again, look, look at that hair, dude. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's the soccer hairstyle. 
<laughs> so, so I was told uh, what the the guy that sold it to us. We we ended up getting like the biggest one in the store. My grandma was great. She always she always supported my uh my my stupid sports fandom. <laughs> I was little, and so the key is right. What we did right here is we we boiled it, and that's what people need to learn. So if you're gonna if you're throwing octopi out there, people, first off, two things: one, be prepared to go to jail. Two, <laughs> always boil the thing. Now, when you, you see people throwing their octopi out there, they, they just blah, land like a big, looks like a hunk of slime. Yeah. When boil When you boil an octopi in, in the, on the pan, on the stove, it actually it actually takes shape and starts to look like that, you know, that Stanley Cup uh, one that the Red Wings used to mm. ha- ha- hold above the Jumbotron at Joe Louis Arena. And it, it actually turned purple. So I remember, so I, I had... Now, now back in '96, uh, Joe Lewis, uh, during the Red Wings playoff runs, the, all those great runs, you know, they weren't as uh, they would they would they would see that you had it stuffed down your pants, and they weren't. <laughs> Nowadays, it, you're gonna probably get in trouble. So, uh, yeah, I, I I stuffed it down my pants. I, I like triple wrapped it in Kroger Kroger bags, good old Kroger, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it was slimy. And it smelled really bad. <laughs> uh, the people in front of me, because I was sitting, you know, obviously sitting down with this thing under my shirt and my, uh, you know, my jeans. And uh, I was like, oh, God, someone's got to score here quick, Mick. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm with my girlfriend and her parents and then they don't care. We were pretty tight back then. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it was I think I believe it was Slava Kozlov scored the goal. And I threw it. And what I did, I tied a bunch of uh, ribbons around all the tentacles, uh, red and white ribbons, just so like people would know it was mine. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there was probably like 10 or 15 octopi back then. I mean, it was way more prevalent back then. But yeah, I, I launched it out there. Right, I got right behind Patrick Wall and I was aiming for him. because I, <laughs> I was one of that heated rivalry back then. I, I just wanted to drill him. And I think I made it by a couple feet, but I guarantee he got some octopi, some kind of juice. Mutts. But uh, now it landed in front of him. Sabaka, you know, God bless him. I know he's not with the wings anymore, but, you know, really sad story. But, yeah, he he picked mine up and he swung it from the the ribbons that I tied around it. And and it was great. And it was like one of the cooler sports things that I've got to to do in my life. And, uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty amazing. Pretty disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time pretty amazing so it's it's nice to see that these fans are, are keeping that tradition alive uh with some of these big wins the red wings have had lately so mm-hmm. it's uh good memories good mem- going down memory lane <laughs> that that's awesome i it's like i say it's a lot more frowned upon now i mean okay. you get in trouble <laughs> quite a bit uh for for doing it but yeah, it, it's pretty crazy how much that was done uh, during the playoff runs and Stanley Cups and all that. And it's it was a big tradition. And we'll see if it if people do, people still try to do it. Obviously, they have been. I we'll see what happens if they if the Red Wings do make the playoffs and have some big wins there. So yeah, that's I think a great they story. went through one in Vancouver the other night, didn't they, Sator? I think they threw one in Vancouver, and the kid got he got a two hundred he got arrested and got a two hundred fifty dollar fine. And he got released and hit up the casinos. There's casinos <laughs> in Vancouver, right? It's yeah. Casinos. I'm just making sure I have the right town. I'm not sure, but the story. I believe so. Yeah. 
And yeah, he he won two grand at the casino that night, so that paid <laughs> off his ticket. So yeah, throw out people, go out there and throw them. <laughs> All right, well that's a great start. We'll 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 see what happens throughout the next week. We got a couple great games coming up. The back to back, the St. Louis Blues, and then that that the Blackhawks game. It's, it's a weird road game in the middle of a home bunch of home games. So they had a two game home stand here. And then uh, they go on the road for one and they're back home right after that. So it, it's weird how the schedule works. Uh, it so, sucks. It, it's so bad. <laughs> like I yeah. don't get who who's making these, these schedules and it's, it's so weird, but uh, we'll look forward to that game and we'll have our, our uh, reaction to it next, next episode. So hopefully it's a good one, but uh, make sure to check out all of our articles, talkingwriters.com. Uh, lots of trade deadline talk. We got uh, well, the Rasmussen thing got got a bit of reaction there. We got an article out on that. Uh, lo- lots of lots of stuff's probably going to happen in the next few weeks uh, for the Red Wings, and hopefully there's a trade or two, and uh, none that we don't like. But uh, yeah, and and hopefully playoffs again. Uh, we're talking more about the playoffs and more of a cushion in that wild card race. But uh, check out all the Substack. We got. We got some great stuff there too. Make sure to check that out in the link below. And uh, hopefully Eiserman can rob some teams, <laughs> some players. I'll pick up your phone, GMs, because it's coming. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you on another episode of The Grind Line.